Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience, continuing yep. some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor, and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious, and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Great Luke All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Shalom and good morning. Shalom and good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to ISBHBK Bible Talk. Um, as I'm getting ready, as I'm starting music and everything, and letting everybody know our class gets started, I'm going to take this time now to get, to let everybody know, please, uh, text everybody, let everybody know that the show is starting, the class is starting. They can call in, listen live at area code 646-256-656. I'm sorry, let me, let me get it again. Area code 646-668-2568. I'm sorry. Area code 646-668-2568. All right. Um, please go ahead and take this time now to, to inform everybody. And I'm going to go ahead and send out the text the text bomb right now also. So uh, go ahead and please join us. And, uh, again, the show has definitely started. The show has definitely started. I'm going to restart the music. I'm going to go ahead and restart the music so we can... Um, so I'm going to make sure I get the text bomb sent, the text messages sent out to everybody, okay? All right. So, again, welcome to the show. You, you, you've definitely reached the show. Uh, uh, today we're dealing with a good soldier of, of, of Christ Jesus, of Yahweh Shai. All right. So tune in. Go ahead and take this time now as, as the music is playing to please uh, notify uh, everybody that the show has definitely started. You can call in at area code 646-668-2568. Or you can uh, go to, uh, online to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, and you can listen to your web browser or, or other listening device. All right? Here we go.
lifts up a light for the heavy moon. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold. Ma'aitha, wa'ai, awalam, 
alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, 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 alright. Uh, shalom and good morning. Alright, uh, we're getting started. Uh, I, I sent all the text messages out, the text bombs uh, to everybody. Uh, and again, uh, you, you can um, call in live to the show. Eric code 646-668-2568 if you'd like to, uh, like to go ahead and listen to the show that way. Um, if you have any questions about anything that we might be going over, please text me. Please text me. Don't call me during the show, please. Please text me, area code 210-764-2568463. Wow. Wow, my mind's gone. 210-784. I can't remember my own number. Two one zero seventy four eight four six three. Now, if, uh, any, any questions? If you want to text me, any problems or, or what have you, text me. Don't call me. Text me. Eric O two one zero seven eight four eight four six three. All right, jumping into today to today's class. Um, if you listen to, to the class that, that I did on Thursday, uh, this past Thursday, um, it was overwhelming. I'm, I ain't gonna sit here and lie to anybody. It, it was definitely overwhelming. Um, the reality of, of, of what we're dealing with, the reality of, of, of the process coming true, the reality of, of the time we're living in, uh, the, the reality of, of what we as Hebrew Israelites, the so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and so-called Mexicans, the reality of, of our rebelliousness, the reality of our... Of our um, our, our, our straight rebellion, rebellion against the Most High, uh, going all the way back to our coming out of Egypt. Um, just, just how stiff-necked and stubborn and how rebellious we, we actually have been. It, 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 it's, it's overwhelming, and it's still overwhelming, as I sit here and consider it, that to come back and, and over the weekend, you know, the, the thoughts were getting so heavy, um, my mind wanted to be distracted. My mind wanted to find, it did not want to think about it. My mind was was in, in, in straight um, what do they call that the uh, fight or flight um, mode. I just wanted to escape. Brother says I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. I, I wanted to run. I, I didn't want to look at it. I don't want to look at. It. I don't want to deal with it. That the just where our minds have gone. Where where how much we have really fought against the Most High, and to come back and really think about why Christ. His, his the three years of his ministry that he taught, it was about repent, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That you know even even John the Baptist before Christ started his ministry, it was about telling Israelites to repent. That uh, I don't know, I, I we really don't understand that concept. I'm just gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it like that, or I have. Let me, let, me, let me throw myself into this mix. I haven't really understood that concept. Um, my idea of repentance was um, coming from a, a church background, a, a Baptist church background, that to repent means I stop cussing. That if I cussed before, I, I got to stop cussing, and that, that's, that's what it means to repent. Um, my idea of repentance was uh, based on Okay, I'm not going to listen to any more, quote, unquote, secular music. I'm not going to listen to any more rap music. Um, for myself, growing up in the Northeast Heights of Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, 
You can count on, on two hands the amount of blacks people that went to our schools uh, from, from elementary through, through damn near through uh, middle school. And it went into high school that we got an influx. Uh, I, I was able to be around an influx of uh, my own people, of so-called black people. Before, they was all white people, also called Edomites. Um, and I, I was absorbed into their music. Uh, so I listened to a lot of, of, of rock and roll, Journey, um, Sticks, uh, Van Halen, uh, uh, Queen, uh, um, Death Leopard, uh, a lot of white music. I, that, that's all I can say. A lot of YouTube, you know, the Lover Boy. All that type, all that type of, of of madness. So in repenting, that all that rock and roll music, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, um, you know, Black Sabbath, all that, that that was that was devil music. So to repent, I ain't gonna listen to more of that music, and I ain't gonna listen to more rap, because rap that you know that's secular. That that's that's also the devil's playground. That's devil music. So I'm just gonna listen to, to gospel music. I'm just gonna listen to Christian music and stuff. That's my idea of repenting. That, that that's I'm I'm repenting now. Um, uh, and joined the Navy at the age of 17, um, going through boot camp, and then picking up the, the habit of smoking, uh, dealing with, I mean, the stress of, of, of being in the Navy, uh, going to Desert Storm. Um, right before I came to this knowledge, I was smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. Um, so now to repent was, okay, I, I'm going to stop smoking. Um, now, now I'm repenting. I'm going to stop smoking. Uh, and instead of going out to the clubs, and we literally went to the clubs every night. We there was a club or a bar that we went to seven days of the week, um, drinking and cavorting and do, doing the stuff we was doing. So for me to repent was to go back to go back to church. I need, I need to go back to church, go back to Sunday schools, go back to and then I was on the search going. I was sitting on Catholic services. Uh, all this was while I was in the Navy. I was checking out the Catholic services. Um, I was always familiar with Baptists, but I was like, well, what, what is this thing? Why is it different? Um, and which led me on, on, on this mission, uh, this journey of, well, which one is the right way? Um, for as many Catholics as there are in the world, um, I was already, you know, raised Baptist. I'm like, so why are y'all Catholic? I mean, what, what, what is it so different in the Catholic Mass than the Baptist Mass? Aren't y'all going over scriptures? Aren't y'all going over... The Bible, aren't y'all running God? Uh, I want to know the difference. But I want, and then I wanted to make sure I wasn't in the, in the wrong thing. I wanted to make sure that I, I was actually following, following the right thing. And then, um, and then fortunately, you know, the scripture says man's going to the Lord, and the Lord directs his steps. I was, I was brought into the knowledge of me being an Israelite. I'm going to keep it simple like that. I was brought to the knowledge that I'm an Israelite. Beautiful. Thank you. But I still pretty much held on to that kind of Christian idea of what it means to repent um, in that real uh, Christian way. Like I said, stop cussing, stop listening to secular music, um, <clears throat> stop, uh, stop going to the clubs, stop drinking. That was, that was, that was another thing, stop drinking. Um, but then to come back and read in the scripture where it says Christ is a wine bibber, you know, Matthew chapter 11, verse 19, that Christ is a wine bibber, so Christ drinks a lot of wine. So as I said on this, on this platform before, um, we we drank. Uh, and coming to this knowledge, um, we we go to work. You know, we're doing construction. We go to work, and we was in Puerto Rico at the time when I came to the knowledge. Uh, Roosevelt Roads, Puerto Rico. We drank. We go to work. 
um, work in construction, then uh, get off work, and when we go to uh, our teacher's room, his name was Abanda, so his teacher's name is Abanda Zara. Uh, we go over class for about four or five, five hours, maybe six hours, and then, you know, we, we, we had a case of wine, uh, TJ Swan, and we turn up. And, we, and, and, and even then, at that time, we were still smoking, smoking cigarettes. Uh, uh, thank you, Abanazar, for, for your sacrifice and enduring us in the room. You, 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 were, you were Israelite. You were in the Navy. You, you, was, you was in top shape. And you'd be in that room letting us just smoke. And that room would be smoked out. I mean, we, we, in that room, you'd think we was hotboxing in that room, but it was just cigarettes. And he'd be in there enduring, understanding that he, that was the sacrifice he had to go through in order to get us these scriptures. Uh, and, and fortunately for me, I, that I, I benefited from his sacrifices. I benefited from, from, from what he went through that I might be able to get the words of the, of the Bible. I might be able to get the words of the Most High. I might be able to get the knowledge. He endured a lot of hardness. He went through, he, he went through an incredible amount. So, and finally visiting um, New York City in 1989, right before the Passover, uh, quitting smoking there, uh, was, I still had a porn addiction, still still addicted to porn, and, you know, in my repenting, uh, I got to get rid of the porn. So, so you know, uh, the collection of, of, of porn magazines that I had, you know, throwing all of them out, uh, and I had a heavy collection. Um, porn has been in my life since the age of six, seven years old. Um, uh, it, it's, it's been a heavy part of my life. Um, so throw, throw the collections that I had, throw them away uh, and reprinting. Um, I don't know how many game consoles of, of the Nintendo, Atari, um, Sega. Sega was the, was the, the, big, the, big, the biggest uh, game console system at the time. You know, purchasing them and then seeing how much time I spent on the Sega. Um, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, if it wasn't Sonic, it was, it was Zelda. Um, if it wasn't any of those, if it wasn't the, 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 the system, then it was the Game Boy. And when it came up with Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, oh, my God. Uh, and having to, to repent. And, and giving them away, giving those those those, those games away, giving those those, those those consoles away, but then going back and buying them again, going back and buying them again, going back and buying them again, just like with the, the porn magazines. That, but in, in my idea of what it meant to repent, and in my in my concept of I'm trying to repent, and it, it, I was being sincere, just like a lot of people are being sincere. I'm not saying people aren't sincere when they're trying to fight those type of things, but as we've been going over these series and going over these classes lately, brothers, to, to understand that's all surface. Those type of things is, is really surface. And to really get into a, a, the, the, some of these deeper um, uh, meditations and these deeper studies and seeing, seeing where we've always failed the most high when it came to our comfort. That that was that was the main thing that we've always tried to establish since we came out of Egypt. Since the Israelites, the chosen people of God, came out of it, came out of Egypt, it's always been about our comfort. It's always been about we've always fought the Most High and fought God 
when it came to following God versus catering to my own comforts, catering to my own routines, um, not wanting to change my way of doing things for what I have become accustomed to and for what I'm comfortable with, what I've adjusted my mind to, and not having to adjust to now do things the way the most I want things done or to see it from his perspective, that's always been the struggle that we as Israelites have had with serving God, that it's always been about our comfort. And as I've been going back and forth this weekend, brothers and sisters, and I'm going to try and share something with you all on this class today, um, one thing that kind of stood out was, was if you're familiar with the temptation of Christ, I mean, Matthew, the fourth chapter. I'm trying not to go there and read the, the, those scriptures. I'm, trying to bank, I'm, I'm kind of banking on that the people listening to the class right now, that you're familiar with these concepts, that you're familiar with some of the things that I'm bringing up, uh, so that we have to have to actually, don't have to actually go there and read those things verbatim. But if you go back to Matthew, the fourth chapter, and read about the temptation of Christ, or as you get your phones, you might be on your computers, um, uh, the temptation of Christ. Uh, King James Version. Just, just type that in to your Google search or whatever search engine you use. Uh, uh, Christ being tempted. Uh, KJV, King James Version. And it will come up. And it will show you where, where all that is at. And the thing that stands out to me in, in those things is that Satan was trying to offer Christ to cater to his comfort. That we understand that after Christ had baptized, he was led away into the spirit, led away into the wilderness, and he fasted for 40 days. And then it said after those 40, 40 days and 40 nights, he, he hungered. And then, you know, Satan came to him and said, well, if you be the son of man, you really are the son. If you are who you say you are, then turn this, the, these rocks into bread. That whole temptation there was to have Christ cater to his comfort, that you're going through this suffering, you're going through this affliction, you're going through this, 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 this hardship right now. Ease yourself. Cater to what comforts you. Why put up with this, with the, with the, with the hunger pains? With the, 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 you can only imagine, you know, the, the migraine headaches of, being, of, of starving. The migraine headaches of, 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 of being hungry. Um, and... Cater to it. Cave in. Give in to it. And it's not like he, he tempted him with, like, you know, go eat some pork, shrimp, crab, or lobster. He said, just turn the rocket to bread. Use your power to affect change of your environment. That if you're going through some hardship, then use, the, if you are the son of God, you're the son of man, then use your power to cater to your comfort. Use your power to make things easier for yourself. And if we read about the reply of Christ, saying what? It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Most High. That, that Christ had the, 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 the spiritual warfare that was taking place was Christ not catering to his comfort. Christ not using his power to cater to his comfort. And then we read about you know, the second temptation. In, um, uh, we take to the top of the of the, of the temple, and be, and uh, being dared to cast yourself off the off the uh, off the temple, 
For it is written that he was given his angels charge over thee, list out of that, shall put against the ground. And again, what does Caleb say? That if you really have the power, use your power. Test God to use your power to see if God's really going to be there for you. And Christ replied to him was what? Uh, uh, That's not take the Lord thy God. And then we read about the third and final uh, temptation at that time, that Satan showed Christ all the kingdoms and all the glory of all the nations uh, uh, that was given into Satan's power, even up until this day, and said that all, all this power and wealth and glory I will give you if you worship me. Because this power I have, I give to whoever I will if you bow down and worship me. And we know that Christ's reply to him was at that time was what? Um, thou shalt worship no other God, thou shalt know the gods before me. And it says Satan left him, and then after enduring those temptations, that's when it says the angels came and comforted him. But the whole thing, I look at the whole scenario, the whole thing was about are you going to use your power to give yourself comfort? Are you even going to use scriptures to justify giving yourself comfort? And I know for a lot of people, I don't lose a lot of people. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even shocked at that anymore. Um, I know a lot of people don't want to hear this. And this, this, this was the, the, the things I've been wrestling with for the past, I mean, for, for a minute. Nobody wants to hear this. And as we're going, to, we're going to go through so many scriptures, even the disciples didn't want to hear this. That there's got to be some suffering. That this that in serving God, you cannot cater to your comfort. You cannot build for yourself. And as I've said, I, I didn't I didn't go into it, but I'm going to go into it. The, the the concept of Satanism. The whole concept of Satanism isn't about biting the heads off of, off of rats and drinking blood, or whatever. It's about catering to yourself, putting yourself first. Satanism is is 180 degree opposite of following Christ. And following Christ is esteem others better than yourself. That's the concept of Christ. Right? Philippians, the second chapter. Satanism is about, no, put yourself first. Do for you first. That's why the, 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 the most important holiday in Satanism is what? Your own birthday. It's about you. Put you first. Don't you deserve? Shouldn't you have? Haven't you earned? It's about putting yourself first. That's the whole concept of Satanism, which is 180 degrees opposite of what it means to be a servant of Christ or to be a soldier of Christ. So, um, we're going, to, we're, going to, we're, going to, we're going to go through some of these scriptures uh, uh, today, and well, let's just go. Uh, let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. I'm going to start at verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 2, and I'm going to start at verse 1. And I know this, this is going to be a hard concept for a lot of people. I'm not, I'm not – and you can tell that, that it's obviously a sensitive subject even for myself and going over things like this because – Nobody wants to hear this this, this this here. That to hear that the kingdom of heaven is 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 for us, and that Christ is coming to save us, and that 
and that we're going to be uh, rulers and kings and, 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 and majesty. That's all good. But now, what, what does it take to, to get on that ride? What's the cost that we got to pay to sit at the right hand of Christ? And to come back now and, and understand these things that, oh, brothers and sisters, when, when, when the Israelites, have y'all ever wondered, as, 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 as I'm trying to really build this up and get into this, have y'all studied enough or read enough? Surely you, you, you've seen the Ten Commandments with uh, uh, Charlton Heston or the Prince of Egypt or even, even um, uh, Christian Bale did uh, uh or was it that was a uh, uh, Russell Crowe did um well, they they both did didn't they one did Moses another one did Noah but have you ever wondered I mean for the Israelites how can we how can we still reject God after seeing all the miracles that was performed in Egypt to seeing the water the water turn to blood the, the the flies the locusts the the um uh the the lice the uh uh, the 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 insects the the uh, the, uh, the grasshoppers for, for lack of a better word right now that to see all the things that I've done the, the darkness the three days of darkness that that, that consumed Egypt um, uh, the Passover all the firstborn of all the Egyptians being uh, whether it was man beast or whatever being put to death uh, walking through the Red Sea on dry ground. Um, seeing the Egyptian army that was still pursuing after us swallowed up and drowned in the Red Sea. Um, uh, lacking water and water coming literally out of a rock. Uh, the manna that fell from heaven. The quail that was provided for us. How is it that all these type of things can be done and we still rebel? The Israelites still rebelled against God. They were still, they were still rebellion. Well, for myself, I know I can't be the only one that, that well, I would say, like, damn, if I was back there, damn, why, why, why couldn't you think about all the great things that God just did for you? Why, why, why the rebellion? I know I can't be the only one who has ever thought about that, that, that what, what is it, what was going on? That there was so much unappreciation. What was happening that, 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 I mean, to see God, to hear his voice at, at, at the Mount Sinai, we literally heard, the Israelites heard the voice of the Most High. Um, and the terror that that, that, that that struck in the hearts of all of us, that actually heard the voice of the Most High. We heard him speak the Ten Commandments. We literally heard that. And we, we, I've, I've done classes on that. Uh, you can go back and look at the series at, um, on uh, uh, uh forward slash Mashaba. Go and check out our series. We, we, we've covered that extensively. Um, that we ran, what, 17 miles, sprinted 17 miles to get away from the voice of God? Just his voice. How does it we had that much witness? How does that we seen so much, but we still rebelled? Well, and what, what was the cause of that rebellion? As we go back and we look at it, and we see that it was it was from us unwilling to change and submit 
It was from us trying to establish our own idea of righteousness, our own idea of comfort, that, that we have fought, we have literally fought against the Most High. To where he had to finally, of all the captivities we've been through, he had to finally bring us to the, this captivity here in America, the, the latter end of the fourth kingdom of Daniel. He had to bring us to a captivity where we had to forget our nationality. We literally had our nationality stripped from us. What was the cause of his anger? For as much as, as, as many of us, before we come into this knowledge, we might ask the most high, like, like a, a loved one might die or pass away or something happens, and we're like, God, why? God, why, why would you let this happen? God, well, uh, what do they do? What, what was this? What was that? What was wrong? What, God, why? And we, we carry a bitterness and an anger and, 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 and a, 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 a sadness and a, a depression, a frustration. That as we continue to try and establish our own ideas of comfort and 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 uh, heaven on earth, that it seems like we keep fighting against God, and it seems like all we can do is complain about what we don't have. All we can do is complain about how others got it better, or um, you reach a level of success and. You really believe that that's God's doing. And, and as I've been, you know, trying to go and share with, share with y'all, share with myself and, and, and everybody, uh, the promised land. Really trying to, try, trying to go at how immense and how wonderful how majestic, how fruitful, how pleasant that the most I said, I'm, I'm giving you this land full of all good things, things that he considered good, that he gave us the things that he considered to be good, and in the eyes of the Israelites, that still wasn't good enough. We still had to have more. It was, it, we still had to have our own, our own righteousness based on our own idea of comfort, our own idea of 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 of, of, of damn, um, our own imaginations in the promised land that we, we had no respect and we have no respect for God unless God is catering to our comforts. Unless God is catering and jumping through hoops to prove his love to us, we ain't happy. And to us, it, it, it's, it, we've made it an abomination that we have to sacrifice for God. We have made it detestable in our own minds and our own, own, own what have you that if my comfort is being infringed upon, 
If my comfort is being imposed upon, I'm owed something. That's the mentality that we, that we really do carry. And to go out of my way, I can't see myself going out of my way unless I can see what kind of reward am I going to get for what I'm doing. Am I going to be paid back for what I'm doing? If I'm not going to be paid back, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. If I'm not going, if I'm not going to get a return, that I can see, that I can believe to be a good return or, or, or my expectation being met. I don't see why I'm doing any of this. And that mentality is totally opposite of, of Christ. So when we go to Second Timothy chapter 2 and we'll start at verse 1. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. Um, I'm reading from the King James, uh, King James Bible right now. 16, uh, not 1611, but um, 1711, I believe it is, or uh, 32. Ah, the King James Version. It says, Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, um, or Yahweh Shai, uh, as, as we, we say in ancient Hebrew. This this again, this is my question. I want to try to uh, uh, or ask anybody else noticed. Why does Satan be strong in his grace? These are some things that I've I've come to look at. You know, in, in my years, in, 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 in by years of knowledge, of being in this knowledge, or whatever, why would he have to warn us and say, "Be strong in the grace that is in Yahushua"? If grace is is something that is, that's, makes things easy, by by you know by dictionary definition, ease of movement. Why do you got to be strong in something that gives you ease of movement? Isn't that contradictory? That I have to be strong in something that's supposed to give me ease of movement? But so I got to be strong in the grace that is in Yahweh Shai. And words mean so, they got so much more meaning to me now. I got to be strong in the grace that is in Yahweh Shai. That preposition in? That prepositional word, the word in, I have to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Not just strong, I'm just looking for grace. And what I consider to be grace or ease of movement or, 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 or comfort, I got to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, that Christ provides. Why would a person need to be, be warned about this? To be strong in the grace that is in Yahweh Shai, in Christ Jesus. I got to be strong in his, in how he does things. The question is, am I strong, am, am, am I strong in understanding Christ's grace? How he gives grace. What he gives grace in. 
or am I a person just looking for the grace? I'm just looking for ease. You know, coming from that Christian background that I grew up in, the Baptist background I grew up in, the mentality of, of Christ died for our sins. So in that repentance and Christ died for my sins, that means I ain't got to go through nothing. Christ already did it. And, you know, that, 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 that Christian mentality of, uh, when I say Christian, I mean the religious Christian mentality of, um, well, nobody's perfect. And God knows that nobody's perfect. That's why Christ came and died for our sins. So I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to try. God knows my heart. As if God knows my heart and Christ already did all the heavy work, all I got to do is just live my life. That's all I got to do. Coming from that, again, that, that church background and the concepts that they, that they teach in church that I don't have to go through anything Christ already went through because Christ knows my suffering. Christ knows how hard my life has already been. Christ knows that, that, that I'm not living the life I want. I don't have the things that I want. So because Christ knows it, he knows how hard it is for me. So that justifies me being the type of person I am because I've been through so much, because of this, because of that, or, or, or what have you. But, so we, we, we got this mentality where Christ did the work already. That was the Old Testament prophets that went through that already. The disciples went through something already. So now it's about I can just sit back and I'll just receive all the good. That No, I, I don't have to walk in Christ's steps because nobody's perfect. I'm a Christian, which is supposed to mean being a follower of Christ, but really I really don't have to follow Christ. Because Christ, being an angel, Christ doesn't understand my suffering. Christ doesn't understand the things I've been through. So, yeah, I believe in Christ, but if I keep smoking, what's the problem? I said I believe. I believe in Christ. So, yeah, um, all I got to do is, is eat pork, even though Christ never ate pork. Remember, Christ cast demons into swine. Remember the legion? He cast them into swine. But now it's because I like the taste of pork, and Christ knows my heart. I don't have to follow Christ in his menu. I don't have to follow Christ in his diet. I can still eat what I want do what I want, act the way I want, think the way I want, and all I got to do is say, in Jesus' name, and it's, it's, it's all good. I don't have to I – I can just cater to my comfort. And all I got to do is say I'm a Christian, even though I don't have to actually walk in his steps. Let me get the scripture real, real quick. 
I ain't gonna say it real quick. I keep saying it real quick. But let me get the scripture. Um, as it just came to mind, we're still in Second Timothy chapter two and verse one. But let me get the scripture here. And yes, as I as I'm continuing, I'm looking for the scripture. Um, I am truly guilty. I'm not, I'm not pointing this finger at anybody else. I'm pointing at myself, my sloppiness, as, as I'm sitting here dealing with, with uh, um, the medical issues I, I have going on, as I'm dealing with, with the, the mental and spiritual issues I'm, I got going on, especially sloppiness, a lack of discipline, uh, a lack of faith in the scriptures that that I'm 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 when the scripture says that all have come uh, all have failed and come short of the glory of God I'm 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 first in line There's no way I deserve to have this to, to be to have this knowledge exposed to me, or be able to share some of these things. As the scripture says, that all of our righteousness is is as a filthy rag, the, the, uh, 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 and that filthy rag is is, is like is, is giving like in, in the mindset of, of of a menstrual pad, a dirty menstrual, uh, menstrual pad. That that's how God looks at our righteousness. That we we not, we're not, we don't do things his way. We we constantly go about trying to set up things. I constantly try and go and set up things my way. That's just comfortable for me. So let me, let me find a scripture here. It's in First John. Let's go to First John chapter two, brothers and sisters. Let's go to First John chapter two, and it says, "I'm uh, verse six. First John chapter two, verse six. First John chapter two, verse six, and it says, He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. So if I'm saying I'm in Christ." Then I'm being reminded here in the scripture, First John chapter two verse six, that if I'm in Christ and I'm saying I'm in Christ, and I abide with Christ, Christ is with me, and I'm with Christ, and, and you know I've, I've opened my heart to Him, and, and, and you know the, the the altar call for in the Baptist church that they've done at the end of church, or whatever, that I'm 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 Jesus into my life, cool. But it says, He that saith He abideth in Him, ought Himself also so to walk, even as He walked. We're supposed to be walking the same way Christ walked if I'm in him. If he's in me, then I should be doing things the same way he did things, even now to the diet, even now to his sacrifices. And not take on this mentality of that, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm repenting, 
I'm calling myself a Christian or an Israelite. I'm following Christ, and now it's about me receiving comfort. And if I'm not getting the things that make me comfortable, then you should understand why I'm allowed to be bitchy, cranky, grumpy, uh, uh, snappy, angry, frustrated, prideful, hurt, because I've been through so much that that should justify that I don't have to walk the same way Christ walked because of all that I've been through. That now, because of all I've been through, now it's time for me to be catered to. Unlike Christ and the life he had to live and the things he had to go through and the sacrifice he had to make, that was for Christ in that time and that generation. Now it's about me. I got to live for me. I need to be living my best life. That I've always been told that I have too too big of a heart. So I, I always give and put others first. Now it's time for me to do for me. That my, I, I, I was warned by my mom and by, my, by, by, by aunties and uncles or whatever that I, I'm too giving. I'm too nice. And, you know, that this, this, this thing is true. Nice guys finish last. So now it's time for me to look out for me. And by the name of Jesus, or even to, to the point of, of uh, in Yahushua's name, then now it's about me now looking out for me. It's about me now coming up. It's about me now. So, somebody seeing and recognizing my struggle. Somebody seeing and recognizing what I've been through. And now it's about my come up. So, again, First John chapter 2, verse 6. He that saith, he abideth in him, I himself also uh, so to walk, even as he walked. We should be walking the same way Christ walked. We should be doing the same things Christ did if we're going to truly call ourselves Christians. But this mentality of I'm owed something. But can't you see I'm trying to build something for me and mine? I'm trying to get my life together. And getting my life together, you're infringing upon that. You're imposing upon that. So this in getting past Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1, if we go back there now, Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Am I, am I really understanding how Christ gives grace? Or am I stuck on, I'm supposed to be in grace right now. I, I, I'm, I'm stuck on, I should be able to do what I want, when I want, how I want, because now I call myself an Israelite. Because now I'm reading the Bible. Yeah, but are you reading the Bible and understand, okay, so what is the grace that is in Yahweh in Christ Jesus? What grace is he providing? Are we walking the same way he walked? Am I following his steps? Am I walking in his footsteps? Or am I still walking by my own expectations? 
Let's read on. Second Timothy chapter two and verse two. It says, "And the things that thou hast heard of me, among many witnesses, the same commit, commit thou to faithful men, who should be able to teach others also." And brothers and sisters, being able to teach others also. Teach them what? How to be successful in this world? How to be comfortable in this world? How to cater to your own expectations? What are we teaching? Are we teaching that now, in coming to this knowledge that we're Israelites, and now I'm reading the Bible, that now it's about the, the dreams and goals and, 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 and aspirations and expectations that I, I have set in my mind, I can now reach those things because I'm now reading the Bible, because I now call myself an Israelite. That now it's about teaching personal growth. quote, unquote, financial stability? Brothers and sisters, um, as, as the Uvalde shooting is, 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 is being brought back into the light, as school just started here down in, in, in Texas, and I'm in San Antonio right now, um, and with the Uvalde shooting, you know, the, 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 just, just the coming up and bringing up of, of the Texas is an open carry state, When I look on YouTube and I see the amount of Israelites that actually carry open carry weapons or even have concealed concealed um, the CCW uh, concealed uh, weapons, I, I, the word escapes right now. Why? And for most Israelites, they use. Uh, that Christ, before the crucifixion, he told the disciples to go and, and sell you have and get you a sword. And then a lot of people also like to go ahead and quote and look at uh, Maccabees, where Jews Maccabees and then fought on the Sabbath. And it's funny how some of these same Israelites will quote how Judas Maccabees fought on the Sabbath, but they'll turn right back around and get on other brothers and sisters about Buying and selling and eating on the, uh, buying, selling and cooking on the Sabbath. What I'm really getting at, and I'm not trying to throw darts or throw, throw smoke at anybody, but even after Christ told, told the disciples, after you know, before the crucifixion, they're going to buy you a sword. When the actual soldiers came to get Christ. And Peter drew his sword and cut off the, the soldier's ear. What did Christ say? Put your sword off. That, yeah, before the crucifixion, Christ, who did not want to go through the crucifixion, he did not want to go through it. That's what being in, in the Garden of Gethsemane was all about. 
as a man having real feelings, he did not want to go through it. He knew it, he knew it was coming. So he did say, go by your sword. Look at your sword. And Peter said, we have two of them. It's, it's sufficient. But when it came time to use it, and Peter actually used it, what did Christ say when it came to using the sword? And then from that time, from that time, when Christ healed the servant's ear, he put the ear back on, on and, and healed it. When do you read about any of the disciples or apostles? From the time of Christ, not Maccabees in the Apocrypha, from the time of Christ, when do you read about any of the, the disciples or apostles bearing arms? I read about the disciples and apostles being thrown in jail, being tortured, being beaten. Um, there, there, there's a, a, a book of uh, the book of martyrs that, that I'm, I'm starting to read. If all the disciples were put to death, all the disciples who became apostles, of the 12 disciples, 10 were martyred. 10 were martyred. Then you have Judas Iscariot who committed suicide. And you got John the Revelator, who was the same one who, who, who put his head on, on Christ's bosom, and the same one who, who Christ assigned to be a protector of his mother. He died of old age, according to the records. But all the rest of the, of the apostles, the disciples who became apostles, they were martyred. They were put to death. I don't read about any of them bearing arms. And I'm saying this as I'm looking at how many Israelite camps, groups, are, are, are have either concealed carry permits and are at the streets, at the teaching with weapons or open carry, if you're in an open carry state, at the, at the teaching with weapons on your side of your hips, in the need to feel protected. In this in this overwhelming sensation that gotta feel protected. Brothers and sisters, I mean, doesn't the scripture tell us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but spiritual, but powerful through the most high? Doesn't the scripture tell us that God will not give his glory to another? So you feel to feel protected because now I have weapons, a guns. No. We're supposed to feel protected because we have the words of the most high. Not because I've got a pistol, a rifle, some mace. We might really just have to go back over, I mean, some of the true basics. Who controls all the killing on the planet Earth, whether it's not just among men? If, if it's a gazelle getting caught by a leopard, if it's army ants, red army ants fighting black army ants, if it's a swarm of bees fighting a swarm of, 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 of wasps, who's in control of all that? 
controls life and death on the planet Earth. That now I feel protected because now I've got a weapon. Or maybe maybe I'm not a person who carries a weapon, but because of my bank account, because of now my credit score, now I feel protected. Now because of my credit and my bank score, now I feel like I have some protection. Not that I've been given the words of the Most High to where now I can have faith in applying the words of the Most High. It's because now I got credit, a bank account, all right, which is carnal, which is just carnal as I walk around with a knife on my side, a, a blade on my side, a machete on my side, or I've got an actual weapon strapped to my back, on my hip, an uh, ankle holster, that now I feel safe and protective? But is it me? If it is, please let me know. But when God said, thou shalt have no other gods before me, that's not making to the any graven image or idols and serve them. But I know for a lot of us, like, the, the fight's going to be, yeah, but see, that was for those times. Now we got to do it this way. Now we got to use wisdom. But without faith, as much as, as everybody screams about wisdom and wisdom and knowledge, the stability at times, the strength of salvation, we're also told in Hebrews 11 to 6 that without faith, faith in the scriptures, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please the Most High. So what are we teaching? From 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2, it says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who should be able to teach others also. What are we teaching? Are we teaching how, how, how to have faith in the world, faith in my, in, in, in my weapons, faith in my bank account, faith in my comfort? Or are we actually teaching people how to, how, how to have faith in applying God's word? I'm so scared of COVID. I'm so scared of COVID. I'm so scared of COVID. Brother, sisters, didn't didn't Christ heal the sick? Didn't Christ walk around with people that were sick? Didn't Paul do the same thing? Didn't didn't Christ say that he gave us power to walk to to, to walk on scorpions? I'm not saying that we need to go out there and walk on scorpions and serpents, but germs. You got people living they, uh, they straight lives because of germs. And not from God's word. You feel more protection because you have a mask on. Then the fact that you can open the Bible, read the Bible, and apply what the Bible says. You got more faith in hand cleanser. Where Christ, when he ate food, he didn't wash, him and the disciples didn't wash their hands before they ate food. 
But now you feel protected because you don't wash your hands with soap and then you put on a hand sanitizer before you eat. So what are you able to teach others also? That you're faithful. How to get their credit up? How to load how to load a magazine? Reading on, verse 3. Now, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of, of Jesus Christ. It says, thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Yahweh of Jesus Christ. Now, I've got this app on, uh, on my eSword. Not my app. i got, I got a tool on my eSword that's got a lot of, lot of different Bibles. Uh, on here. Um, so I want to read the Second Timothy chapter two verse three. I want to read it from a different couple of a, diff, a couple of different Bibles. So we try and get a, 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 a context. Try and get some perspective on what this is saying. That thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of, 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 of Jesus Christ. So when we go to the uh, if we go to the Bishop's Bible, I right, go to the Bishop's Bible. In the Bishop's Bible, it says, "Thou therefore suffer afflictions as a good soldier of Jesus Christ." So, so in the same way it was, it was translated to endure hardness. The Bishop's Bible, when they translated, they got, "Thou therefore suffer afflictions." as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And the fact that as, as a soldier, you're following Christ. He's our leader. He's our commander. He's the boss. He's the, he's the HNIC. Cool. Then if I'm following him, I'm going to be a good soldier in him. Then what's this telling us in? Thou therefore suffer afflictions as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. The Geneva Bible says the same thing. The Geneva Bible says the exact same thing for Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. Thou therefore suffer affliction as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. From the, the ABP plus. The ABP is the... Uh, Apostic Bible uh, Polygot with Strong's Numbers. Uh, the Apostic Bible Polygot. The way they translate this is, you then suffer hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Suffer hardships. Not just endure, suffer hardships. Suffer afflictions. All right? That's the, the Polygot Bible. Um, the... Uh, American King James Version, Red Letter Edition, says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. The Bible in basic English, 
the Bible and basic English. And brother says, when I read this one, I, I almost fell out of my seat. The Bible and basic English, this is what it says. For Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3. Be ready to do without the comforts of life as one in the army of Jesus Christ. When I, brother said, I'm going to tell you straight up, when I read this, be ready to do without the comforts of life as one of the army of Jesus Christ. As I look and I see that the, the, this thing where everybody is, is trying to build for themselves and then have something in the kingdom also. But what, what life did Christ lead? What Christ did Christ what life did Christ live? Y'all know how it goes. Let me get this real quick. And yeah, yeah, I'm 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 gonna quote it, but I'm, I'm gonna read it. But I want I want to pull it up first. Uh, give me this right here. Search. I hate when my vision is bad like this. go to, it's in two places, uh, Matthew 8, verse 20, uh, and how shall I say unto him, the foxes have holes, and the birds have nests, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. Luke chapter 9, verse 58, and how shall I say unto him, Christ said unto him, foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. So what, what life did Christ build, what life of comfort did Christ come and build for himself? Yeah, when we come back and we're reading here and, and, and some of the other, other Bibles, like the Bible in basic English, going here again, be ready to do without the comforts of life as one of the army of Christ Jesus. So not only be ready to like be ready to endure hardships, but be ready to do without the comforts of life. But how many times is this scripture read to us? How many times do we meditate on this scripture? How many times do we apply this scripture? As opposed to I complain. I'm talking about myself. I complain about doing being without the comforts of life. as opposed to understanding the scriptures. In order to be one of the army of Jesus Christ, in order to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ, I have to endure the hardness. 
I had to be without, I had to be ready to do without the comforts of life. Brothers and sisters, have y'all ever wondered why, why were there only 12 apostles? This is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Hamashiach. That's how you say um, uh, uh, the Messiah in, in ancient Hebrew, Hamashiach. Meaning, and the Messiah means uh, the anointed, the chosen one. Why were there only 12 apostles? Is the Jews knowing from, from the prophecies of Daniel that the Messiah was coming? That after the Roman Empire came into power, shortly thereafter, the Messiah would be coming. When Christ was born, they, it was understood. When the wise men came, when, when Herod sent the wise men, they said in, in Bethlehem of Judea, the least among the, the, the cities of, 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 of Judah, that the king, the Messiah, was going to be born. The king, the Messiah, was coming. We, we knew this. We have Isaiah, the uh, uh, 11th chapter, the 10th chapter, that Emmanuel was coming, the prince of peace, the comforter. That, that, that wasn't strange that a, a, a virgin is going to give birth. We had these prophecies. We knew. But why was it only 12? Of all the multitudes that he that 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 he that he taught, that he fed, that he healed, only twelve apostles. Wouldn't that kind of you know be means to understand that that this wasn't going to be easy? As we go back and we and, and hope we will examine. What did, what did Christ say out of his own mouth? What was it going to take in order to be his disciple? What other sacrifice was it going to take in order just to be his student? Well, one, Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, be ready to do without the comforts of life. And the the BSB here. The BSB is the Beeren Study Bible. The Beeren Study Bible. It says, join me in suffering like a good soldier of Jesus Christ, of Christ Jesus. Um, in the uh, Bullinger's Companion Bible, in Bullinger's Companion Bible, it says, thou therefore suffer evil as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Come on, y'all. Now, therefore, suffer evil as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. In the ESV, the English Standard Version, in the English Standard Version, it says, share in suffering as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Um, In the EERB, which is the where is that? 
is the exegesis uh, and another Bible says so thou therefore endure hardness or hardship as a good soldier or warrior of Jesus Christ uh, Yeshua the Messiah So, in looking at these things, and considering this, you know, when it says study, the straight of approved of the Most High, are we, am I really studying? Am I really studying? Coming back to the King James, the regular King James uh, uh, Bible, 2 Timothy 2, verse 3 says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Verse 4. No man that warreth, well, hold up, before I go there, verse 3, let's get some Bible commentaries here. Going to the John Gill, the John Gill Bible commentary, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. So when it says, thou therefore endure hardness, now this is the commentary from John Gill, this is what he says about this. Or afflictions, as in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5 says, but watch thou in all things, and do afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Who we can go deep into that. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. This word has to get spread even while we're being afflicted. Even while we're not enjoying the comforts of life. God's word still needs to get out. Not the first thing to be sacrificed. And because I'm going through something, the teaching has to suffer. And because I'm going through something, the evangelizing has to stop. Because I'm still trying to build my comfort. I'm still trying to build me up. So to get God's word out to his people where he wants it to, no. Because I'm working on other things. So how are you a faithful man able to teach others also then? So going back to the, to the commentary, going back to the commentary, again, when it says, thou therefore endure hardness, now this is a commentary from John Gill, or afflictions, as in Second Timothy chapter 4, 4, verse 5. The same word is used there as here, and probably signifies suffer evil, and means the evil of afflictions as persecutions of every kind, as persecutions of every kind, loss of name and goods, scourging, scourging, imprisonment, and death itself for the sake of Christ and the gospel. Brothers and sisters, come Uh, all I can do is read this again. Thou therefore endure hardness or afflictions, as in Second Timothy chapter four, verse five. The same word is used there as here, 
and properly signifies suffer evil and means the evil of afflictions as persecutions of every kind of every kind loss of name and goods scourging that means to be beaten you're literally physically beaten scourging imprisonment and death itself for the sake of Christ and the gospel and this and believe it or not the word gospel meaning good news to get the words of Christ out to his people to the chosen it's going to require the suffering of evil things the suffering of afflictions the suffering of persecutions of every kind the loss of name and goods imprisonment and death itself for the sake of Christ and the gospel as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, that's what the scripture says. Now here's the commentary. Let me, let me scroll up a little bit. Christ is the captain of salvation, the leader and commander of the people who are made who have who are made a willing a willing people in the day of his power, or when he raises his forces and musters his armies. These are are volunteers. Volunteer. These are volunteers who willingly enlist themselves into his service and under his banners fight his battles and such who manfully behave uh, behave against sin satan and the world are his good soldiers that are willfully voluntarily fighting under fighting Christ's battles and such who who manfully behave against sin and against Satan. What was the image of Satan as we look at, at, at Matthew chapter 4? Do for self. Cater to, to what you're going through. Give in to what you're going through. Such are all true believers in Christ, and particularly the ministers of the word, whose ministry is a warfare, and who, who, who fight the good fight of faith. And besides the above enemies, which they have in, in common with other saints, have to do uh, with with teachers who are wolves in sheep's clothing. Good God. But I forgot about that part. I'm going to be honest. The wolves in sheep's clothing. Which goes right along with Second Timothy, the fourth chapter. Men who are lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasures. More, more lovers of pleasure, more lovers of the most high, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Then no, I'm not going through that type of stuff. I ain't going through that. I'm gonna make sure I have my comfortable life. In the midst of real teachers who ain't going through the comforts of life. We're not catering to make sure that they're comfortable.
Hoo-wee. No, Joe, you hit it. You hit it hard there, bro. You hit it hard. Wow. All right, let me get this here. Um, all right, where am I at? From there, brothers and sisters, let's go to Acts chapter 14, verse 22. Let me get this here. Where am I at? Come on now. Let's go to Acts chapter 14, verse 22. The book of Acts chapter 14, verse 22. And this is what it reads. Acts chapter 14, verse 22. It says, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of the Most High. Right? This, this, this is to the disciples, the, the good soldiers, the good soldiers. So there's good soldiers, there must also be some bad soldiers. But in confirming the souls of the disciples. Now, in dealing with the definition of confirm or confirming. Um, confirming, definition number one from Webster's uh, 1828. Uh, indicating uh, existence or presence of a uh, condition or pathogen. So to confirm something, I mean, it's indicating uh, the existence or presence of a suspected condition or pathogen. You confirm. It's indicating there's the existence. This, this is how you know you are the, a disciple. The, that the things that you suffer are indicating that you're a disciple, not the things that you, that is comfortable. You're not Christ's disciple because life is comfortable. That you're able to enjoy the comforts of life. That's not one of the indicators that lets you know that you're actually being a a student or a disciple of Christ. Definition number two, to establish or strengthen as with new evidence or facts. These, so to establish or strengthen the fact that I'm a disciple because of the things that we suffer in walking the same steps that Christ walked. And as we as we just read from from John Gill, when he, he, I mean John hit it hard. Let me, let me go back there. Let me go back there. When he said um, about the name, let me go back here. Um, uh, I just want to read that one more time. Uh, uh, means the evil or afflictions as persecutions of every kind, loss of name and goods. 
that I'm losing my, uh, the loss of my name and the loss of goods for the gospel's sake. Because I'm applying the scriptures, running the risk of losing my name, losing goods, because I'm applying the scriptures. Now everybody looks at me like a fool. And like I said, second and second first Corinthians chapter four, six and verse let me get that. I do want to get that. I don't want to misquote that one. Um in first first Corinthians chapter four, verse ten, it says, We are fools for Christ's sake. So to to be a follower of Christ your name, you're going to be considered a fool. To actually follow Christ, to actually follow and apply the scriptures, people are going to look at you like you're a fool. That whatever reputation you have built up for yourself, that you feel that you're known for, or that, that, you, that, you, that, you, that, that you're recognized by, in following Christ, it's going to be loss of name and goods. Because you're following Christ, but people go through this type of this this part right here and lose their damn minds. We lose our we, we lose our damn minds. Instead of instead of being comforted in the scriptures, instead of letting the scriptures be Romans fifteen to four, these written four times written for our learning. Instead of, of, of and letting the scriptures be a, a comfort to us. It's no. All I'm doing is losing. Like, why should I be doing this? I don't. I never get any good. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna justify me taking power in my own hands to do something for myself. And somehow, when we do those type of things, we feel justified. Not even considering that because of the things that we're, I'm suffering, because I'm applying the scriptures, this is the facts that I am a disciple. Because I'm applying scriptures, and because I'm applying scriptures, I have a loss of name. I have a loss of goods. I have... Uh, um, uh, afflictions or persecutions of every kind, imprisonment or even death itself, that instead of looking at these things as the facts that this is how I understand and know that I am a disciple. This was supposed to confirm or establish that I am a student of Christ, that because I'm applying the scriptures, I'm enduring a loss of, of comfort. I'm enduring, I'm suffering evils. I'm suffering hardships. Instead of letting that comfort, all, all I can focus on is I'm losing. I thought I'm supposed to have this. I was expecting things to be this way. 
And because now my expectation isn't being met. What I understood, I didn't really study, but what I thought I heard was I'm supposed to have everything I want. I, I thought this was supposed to be the kingdom of heaven um, where God's people are at, where where, where uh, God is not with me, Christ is not with me, that now I'm supposed to, I ain't supposed to be going through anything. For his sake. You know, but sometimes I, have, I, I get to the point where I have to, have to ask myself, because there is a suffering and a persecution that comes because of wickedness. Let's, let's not get it twisted. But like Paul said, are you, are you, are you examining yourself? Am I examining myself, Mashallah? When I actually apply the scripture, when I'm thinking about before I do something, not after, before I do something, I'm thinking about the scripture that I'm applying before I do something. And then before, then in doing it that way, so I apply the scripture and now it seems like I'm, I'm losing. But I did what the scripture says. Okay. And you suffer some loss because you did apply the scripture. Does that mean I throw the Bible away because you suffer some loss? Does that mean throw the Bible away because you, you, you pull the scripture out like a genie in a bottle and you're expecting everything to go hunky-dory, just 100% your way at that particular time to cater to your comfort at that particular time. It didn't happen, so now throw the whole Bible away? Walk around in a funk? Walk around frustrated? Or should it be more Okay, I did apply the scriptures, and I did suffer some loss. And I understand that in me suffering the loss because I applied the scriptures, that that is confirming that I'm a disciple. Because I applied, not just because I heard the scripture, Not just because I've read the scripture. I applied the scripture or scriptures. And from doing that, I suffered loss. I suffered evil or afflictions or persecutions. On every of every kind, wow, (laughs) 
Brothers, brothers and sisters, please, please, please join me in going to Luke chapter 6, verse 22. Please join me in going to Luke chapter 6, verse 22, and this is what it says. Blessed are ye when men, blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast you out and cast out your name as evil for the son of man's sake. Forgive me for reading so 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 choppy. I'm trying I'm trying to forgive my, my eyes. I'm gonna try to make that an excuse either. I I, I like reading a lot a lot smoother. Now then, let me, let me try this one more time. So in Luke chapter six verse eleven. Where'd it go? Luke chapter six verse twenty two. Let me just pull that up. Let me pull it up. Luke chapter six verse twenty two. Blessed are ye when when men shall hate you. And when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast you and cast out your name as evil, or uh, for the son of man's sake. That's the, that's part of the beatings, y'all. The beatings meaning things that are beautiful, the blessings that we should be looking at that you're being cast out because you apply scriptures. And if we would have kept reading in another part, it tells you how they're going to cast you out of the synagogues. You're going to be cast out of school, out of, out of churches, out of camps, because you're bringing scriptures. That's going against people catering to their comfort. It, we're trying to remind people that, look, we had, we're going to have to suffer persecutions. We had to suffer loss of name and goods. It, why, why am I carrying a gun? Because I ain't going to let nobody disrespect me? And I ain't going to let nobody take nothing from me? Ain't that going totally against what we just read? I'm not going to let nobody take mine. But to be that person who, who's trying to remind people of this, who are now basing their protection, they come from Israelites, but now they're basing their full protection on making sure I got a weapon, make sure I got some type of weapon, some type of gun, some type of something. And you're trying to warn them that, no, nah, that's, that's, that's not the way of Christ. Yeah, God's a man of war, but the war, God's dealing with God's a spirit. And those who worship God must worship God in spirit and in truth. So, yeah, God's a man of war, but guess what? He's a spiritual warrior. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But when you remind people about this and walk in with this, you're going to be hated. And now it's about, oh, you this disarmed to the Bible? Just, just, just applying the Bible. Just use the Bible. That's it. How stupid! No other army on the planet Earth does something like that. This is war. I, I guess this is the Sopranos. You know, the opening theme song for Sopranos, got it, or or Nas' song. I got to get myself a gun so that I can feel protected. I got to make sure I got my bank account and got my credit score up. 
so I can feel protected. Forget Matthew, the sixth chapter, altogether. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive others. And it is not to, uh, let me get it. Um, I, I don't want to misquote that one right now. I really don't want to misquote that one right now. I want to make sure I get that exact. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. After this matter, therefore pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our, our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Y'all remember that? But that just supposed to be said before a football game, before a volleyball game, before a track meet. That's the only time that applies? Or I'm, I'm doing a check mark, so I, right before I go to bed, I'm, I, I say the prayer. Don't mean it. Don't really understand what it's saying, but because I said it, that's supposed to be enough? No. But again, to remind people about these type of things, it, 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 it's going to get to the point where even among Israelites, you can be hated. Now, you might be hated because of the negative that you do. I ain't going to say that just because you get cast out. The only reason you're getting cast out from congregations is because you're being righteous. No, hell no. I'm not, I'm not even saying that either. But there is a case where you're being cast out because you're doing the right thing. Paul told us, he warned us, look, don't suffer as murderers and evildoers. Let me get that one. Let me get that one quick. Let me get that one. I ain't going to say quick, but let me get that one. I'm still here. My, my computer's tripping. My tablet is tripping. Not my computer, my tablet. I think it's going to slow down. I don't know why it's going so slow. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 9. Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Um, here in First Peter chapter three and verse First Peter chapter three verse verse uh, fifteen. First Peter chapter three verse fifteen says, "But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts." 
and be ready to always give an answer to every man that, that asketh you a reason for the hope that is in you with, with meekness and fear. Verse 16, having a good, a good uh, conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as evildoers, they may be ashamed that false accuse you of accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is it is better if the will if the will of God be so that you suffer for well doing than for evil doing. I hope y'all caught that. I I, ho- I hope you, that, that was First Peter chapter three, and we started at verse fifteen right down. Uh, am I suffering for evil doing or for wrong doing? Yeah, Paul. Paul had to had to deliver as as Thomas Paul was going in his class. Paul had to deliver a, a couple of fornicators to Satan in First Corinthians, Second Corinthians. He had to be separated from the company because of their fornication, because they they were just so into their own lust, so selfish and so greedy. Like a cancer, they had to be separated from the rest, the rest of the people. That does happen. But there's also those who, because you're teaching the right thing, you're doing the right thing, you're applying the right scriptures, you're going to be hated. The same way Christ was. The same way Christ was. That, again, First John chapter 2, verse 6. I'm going to finish it with that. As, as, as we get there, I'm going to finish with that as, as I just heard the warning come up. First John chapter 2, verse 6. First John chapter 2, verse 6 says, He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself also to walk even as he walked. If I'm in Christ, if I'm saying I'm a Christian, I'm saying I'm following Christ. They said, I'm supposed to walk the same way he was. I'm supposed to walk his footsteps. I'm supposed to go through the same things he went through. And as I'm going through the same things he went through, that's supposed to confirm I am, I am his student. As I'm applying and doing things the way he did things, and I'm suffering the evils and the persecutions and the, the, the afflictions, the loss of name, the loss of goods, that I'm going through these things, that's supposed to be my confirmation. That I'm doing right in the eyes of Christ. That I'm being strong in his grace. All right. But since I'm ended with that, to me that was a quick two hours. Hopefully it was, it was in, uh, informative. Uh, hopefully it was releasing. Not, not, not just for the sake of being condemning, for the sake of condemning, but let it be releasing. Let some of these scriptures be a comfort to your, your spirit and to your mind that as you're suffering for your how I say, for Christ's sake, because you're applying the scriptures, you're actually doing what the Bible says. Then let these words comfort you because that means Christ sees what you're going through. So keep enduring. Keep enduring. So that, that's, it, that's it for my time today. Um, 
Uh, please catch us about Tuesdays tomorrow. Please catch us about Tuesdays tomorrow. Uh, I'll come back on Wednesday, uh, the most size will. I'll come back on Wednesday, uh, probably again Thursday also. And we have a, a bottle bottle on Friday. And bottle bottle also wants to pick up on Sundays also. So uh, please continue to check in. Uh, please check isbhpk.com, isbhpk, isbhpk.com uh, for the latest high holiday events or whatever. And we do have a high holiday coming up here, the, the sundown the 26th. Sundown the 26th um, is the Memorial of the Blowing of Trumpets, all right? Sundown the 26th is one of our high holidays, the Memorial of the Blowing of Trumpets. Uh, so with that, brothers and sisters, thank you all for tuning in, and I'm going to say shalom. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.